You can do it again and just oh again the same thing. This is fine. No, no, no. And look straight at me while I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, this is Mistress Veronica, and you're listening to the Massacast, which is for people 18 years or older. Thank you. Thanks for downloading another episode, and thanks to those of you who have donated in the past uh, couple weeks. It really means a lot. It really doesn't mean a lot to me, Sod. Absolutely. See, it, she knows. She knows that I'll, I'll I'll send her an email. It's like someone just donated. Can you believe that? Holy! But thank you, thank you for that, and uh, thanks to those of you who have uh, told your friends about it. I've getting a lot of emails on FetLife. People have been friending me on FetLife. That's really nice too. Username is Massacast, um, and people say, hey, I just found it and. I'm learning a lot from it and that's really more of a a comment on the people who are willing to come on and share so much about themselves on the podcast Um, this podcast wouldn't be anything if it weren't for the great people who are willing to come on share a part of themselves and um, and, you know it's a a little nerve wracking for some people um, to come on and and expose that much about themselves and to put themselves out there to be judged by by others and um it's really, it's really great that there are so many people who are willing to come on the show. And um, we've got another great person on the show today. Friend of the show, Mistress Crimson of uh, Chicago. She was in town, and uh, whenever she's in town, I always say, hey, you got, you going to come over for a conversation? And she did uh, once again, and um, so here's that conversation. When last you were on, mm-hmm. uh, there was a big thing about you wanting to beat up a Republican. Yes. And um, I understand because of the massacre, you had quite a few I did. people. Mm-hmm. But you wanted a real Republican. Let's, let's set, it, set this up again. You right. had a fantasy. People can listen to the episode again. They it's, should. It's charming. It's charming. <laughs> we're very wonderful. <laughs> but set, it, set us up again. What, did you, right. what was the fantasy? So in a nutshell, I want a real Republican to come in and... Um, with no few limits, mm-hmm. our limits can match. It's fine. Right. I don't want a crossdresser. Right. But someone who can take a lot of pain, preferably can have marks, although they don't have to, I suppose. Um, and then we do like a heavy pain scene, and then it would end with a golden shower on a George Bush Dick Cheney sign that I stole the night that Bush stole the 2004 election, and uh, and there would be a bar of soap in their mouth while I'm peeing on them. Right. Irish Spring or what kind of any yeah. any kind? Well, I did the session, and it was Irish Spring. Don't get excited. Oh, I'm still on the I hunt. Was like, I was like, I made a dream come true. No. Okay. No, he made a nightmare. What, what come happened? True. Oh, I'm so, what happened? What happened? <laughs> well, I had a lot of responses, perhaps unsurprisingly, from the South, and I was like, great if I ever come to the South, but I probably won't. So, except for New Orleans, where there's not the kind of Republican I'm looking for. A lot of old money Republicans, but they don't really care on the social issues. They, right. they just want their money. Right. Um, so then, actually, it was like two days before I was supposed to come to New York for a trip. I had an email from someone. He's like, hey, I heard your massacast. Here are my references. Two of my dear friends were his references. Great. And I said, you, ha- you are sure. There's a blog post and a radio thing. It's very clear. Right. Yes, I'm into all of it. Great. Comes in, and I got a vibe. And I was like, mm. Something ain't right. Okay. We do the pain part, which was actually really lovely and great. 
and everything I wanted it to be. And then... What does that mean? I mean... It was just, I could do whatever I wanted, and he was giving me good physical feedback, mm-hmm. and it was just really hot. Like, I had the music cranked, and I'm just, like, beating him, and it's just really sexy and awesome, and, uh, and I was just, my endorphins were really high, and I was super happy. So, so he's been beaten, and it's so fun, and I'm so happy, and I'm like, okay. And I don't ever get really ominous, but it, it called, the scene called for some ominous tone. I'm like, now we're going to do the end part. Oh, I'm not really into that, he said. I'm sorry, and I'm just like, break, complete dominant, not even character, but just, I'm sorry, what? Like, right. I got really mall girl about it. Right. Oh, I don't really like golden showers. Oh, well, that's a shame because we're doing it. And I've never, there's been maybe three times in my career where I've gotten really pushy about something. We're doing something, even right. though I can see in your face this isn't play acting that you don't want to do this. Right. So I said, I'm going to go set it up so you can sit here and think about that. So I scurry in and I set it up. I'm like, I don't know if I can actually do this against someone's will. Mm-hmm. And he's, a, everyone I see is bigger than me, pretty right. much. But I managed to get him in the bathroom. And I put the bar of soap in his mouth, and he just looks miserable. Yeah. And that just sucks the sexual tension out of a room when someone's clearly, at least for me, like genuinely does not want to do something. So there's a difference between, like, for you, some sort of, okay, this is this is bad, but I'll do it, to this is, like, the worst thing ever. You don't, I mean, if someone is really, really... Unhappy? Unhappy, you doesn't know. Oh, there's nothing less sexy to me than someone who's really unhappy. Maybe because I've been on that end of things, mm-hmm. or I've done things even as a dominant that I didn't really want to do, and I just know how gross it feels afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that to someone. Right. And also because I'm kind of a narcissist, and so I want everyone leaving the studio thinking I'm great, and that I'm, like, the hottest thing they've ever met. Right. And there's nothing hot about some crazy bitch who made you do something you genuinely didn't want to do. So I, I, and I'm not, like, golden showers are really hard for me to do, and so, but I had been prepping. I had probably two liters of water in me. I was so jazzed about the session. I had been all, like, I woke up that morning, like, it was my birthday and Christmas all in one. Wow. And I started to do it, and he just looked, I mean, it's... So you still, still started to do it. Right. But it's so humiliating as a top to be looking down. And that's such a personal thing to do yeah. to someone and have them just looking at you with utter disgust in their face. Like, I was so humiliated, which is not my fetish. Of course. <laughs> so right. I stopped and I was like, whatever, just take a shower. And I, and then I scrubbed my little sign off. Aww. <laughs> it was so sad. Wah, wah. And, and I was really crushed. And then when we were done, he told me that he wasn't. He wasn't even really a Republican. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, like the air out of my... I was so... Actually, I was going to New York the next day, and I was so glad because my main support person in terms of kink lives here, and I was like, I just have to get there, and she'll make it okay. <laughs> like, so, I just have to get to New York. So what... I'm very sorry about this, by the way. Was he doing it because he wanted to play or doing it because he wanted to make your dream come true? Well, he was doing it because he wanted to make my dream come true with him. That was what he said. He's like, I wanted to be the person to give this to you. Yeah. And the real bummer of all of this is if he had just come in as himself and we hadn't tried to do this orchestrated thing. You would have had a good scene. Oh, my God. He was so great. Yeah. He was so great up until that point. So if he had just come in with his his interests and just regular session, oh, we would have had, I would have been so happy. Right. 
You know, like, don't try and force a fantasy if it's not yours. So, maybe this fantasy is one of those ones. It, it would be very difficult to find someone who is a, a real Republican, as you say, quote, right. real Republican, who believes the things that you are <laughs> you are against, you know, and and who's willing to go through that. Well, I'm willing to take the Marx requirement out. Right. Which is my new version. I'm taking that out. Because I can cause some serious pain without sure. leaving a mark. Um, and I know that they're out there. Like, I believe in my heart that um, they're out there. It's just, I need to go... Have you considered that maybe the listeners of the Mastercast are too sophisticated to... <laughs> to be... You are, maybe. No. No? <laughs> you have a lot of listeners. But but there's I I, th- I think there's a certain level of who you know what I'm saying they Maybe. might not know how to work the internet is what I'm saying because <laughs> they're in a bunker somewhere right they're in a bunker or whatever. um I don't know I think you know I, my spirit for this has also been revived by the current climate because the idea that women's bodies are even being discussed in a political way makes me. Like Mrs. White in the movie Clue, like just flames from the side of my head. So like, would you <laughs> add something to it, like I'll pee on you while taking a birth control pill? <laughs> well, no, I'm not on birth control, but I could maybe take like a Smarty and pretend <laughs> that it's a birth control pill because they look super similar. Sure. Um, you just ruined it now. They're like, gonna know it's a Smarty. Or... Uh, well, I guess so. Suspension of disbelief. There you I'm go. also not really 5'10", but You still have the George Bush, George... Uh, I do. I moved and I packed it. Really? And it's in, it's in a special spot. It's always had a special spot in my gear collection. So what do you do after it's been peed on? You throw it away and burn yeah, it? Yeah, it'll be over. Right. And then I t- write to you and say, it happened. It happened. Um, so maybe one day. I mean, it, uh, what happens in this election will also really... It, it could it could change signs, I guess. Or I could just start a flag of horrible political signs and it could just be like this mat. I don't know. A quilt. So uh, is your ideal now a Santorum supporter? That would make my life so magical. I can't even imagine if someone literally supported Santorum. I actually know someone who, who supports, supports Santorum. What? But I know them in a context where I cannot out myself. But I have a feeling. How, that, how, first, how do they? And this is not kinky related. Right. How do? How? What's their justification for supporting? So they want. They, they just they want to vote for the dumbest person. Well, they want the Muslim out of office. Oh wow! Did you see that picture of him in the paper? Clearly had the Quran under his hand. Which a who cares if he's Muslim? Right. Like, fine. <laughs> I mean, I maybe just alienated half of my client base, yeah, but, but I mean. But yeah, he wants the Muslim out of office. That's and cr- Newt Gingrich wouldn't be a good option, not because he committed adultery, but because his wife is an adulteress. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which just made my brain blow up. She's a homewrecker. That's actually the word he used. He didn't use adulteress. Oh, wow. Um, his dick had nothing. She fell on his dick, and then once that happened, he was stuck. I don't know how that works, yeah, but... that's. Um, the part of the, the beating up a Republican thing and doing all that stuff to a Republican is the fact that you do disagree with everything they stand for, right? 
so when you're with someone who's a liberal, mm-hmm. what is your? I mean, you obviously still derive pleasure from it, but right. what is the? Mo- I mean, is there? Do you grab some other motivation, or what is? Um. Yeah, it's just really hot. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I was talking with someone about this yesterday about how there's all these different motivations, and you read. You know, I'm reading my websites. So I've been reading a lot of websites, and there's the spiritual thing, and I want to. You know, I want to take you to a different spiritual plane or, you know, it's theater, it's mini theater. I, and I, I feel a little extra perverted because I don't hear a lot of people say that it's just like about the sex, mm-hmm. but it's really for me, not that we're going to have traditional. Right. But you get turned on. Well. But it's, yeah. And that's really the reason that I do it. <laughs> like right. there's not. I, I, I mean, and it's sexy to me because it is so different and it's, it is, I wouldn't say necessarily spiritual for me, but it's complicated. Yeah. And there's a lot of feelings that I get that I don't get with other sexual activities. But at the end of the day, it's not like some, I'm not your therapist. It's not some psychological thing. I just do it because it's hot and right. it like turns me on. Right. The end. There's definitely nothing wrong with that. You know, and the other person needs to be turned on too, which is why I'm not into sort of things that the person clearly is just so miserable and not miserable in a sexy torment way but in a I cannot wait until I can get out of here way because then you know do, do it's it, when you said the person has to be turned on what is what do, what do you identify if the person's not physically turned on what do you identify as being oh this person is enjoying it what is it that clicks in your head without having to look at a cock to see if it's hard or not right well yeah I mean that's the most unreliable indicator Cocks are so unreliable. <laughs> Quote me on that. Um, <laughs> because you can get overwhelmed and be incredibly turned on, but just... Or something could just sort of feel nice, but you don't, you're not even really attracted to the person. Right. And So it's not... I don't think it's a good indicator. Um, breath or body language or sound, eye, you know, eye contact, just... Like the ease with which they're receiving whatever I'm doing, right? Um, tends to be much. Those are much, or saying something to me right. about like, "This is really hot," or whatever. Right. Uh, that's usually a pretty good sign. <laughs> because because I know even even for me, I've noticed there are sometimes when we're doing something, and w- whatever it is is so overwhelming. Whether it's a pain or whether it's you know who knows what. Or if it's a pleasure or something that's so overwhelming that my cock just disappears at that point. Yeah. So I'm not even aware that it exists because of something else that's so distracting or, you know, in a good way right. that's that's taking away from it. So and, and then some I mean so I won't know and then sometimes I'll be like, Oh wow, I've been hard the whole time or wow, I, I actually have a penis. You know, sometimes it'll be it's, it's that yeah. overwhelming, right? It's all it's not always an indication either way. Because I've right. had people when I was early on when I was doing something, I was like, well, you were really, you were really turned on. He's like, I actually wasn't. I'm like, well, you had an erection. Right. Okay. I was thinking about something else. Yeah, or something happened right. that set off a neurological response. Right. But it's just, and if you get, if you try to use that, and that's a lot of pressure on the guy, like. Well, it's just like, women, women can be turned on without getting wet. Yeah. It's the same thing. Or, right? or conversely, 
mean, not to be a bummer, but I, that used to be something in sexual assault cases. They would be like, well, she was lubricated. Right. So clearly that was a sign of consent and she wanted it. Our bodies do weird things. Right. Self-defense mechanism. Yeah. Or cases. just like biology. You that really know how to take to a conversation that's really... I know. I'm totally that okay, girl let's at cocktail do this. parties, too. Let's, let's take every conversation we talk about and try to work it out to sexual assault or something like that. All right. Great. Do you like these flowers? Yeah. It reminds me of this case. <laughs> Well, I did. I did crisis work for eight years, so it's uh, it gets in your brain. Right, it's all sort of connected. But yeah, and that's what I always think of when I think of trying not to use men men's erections as indicators because I wouldn't want someone to be like, well, right, your panties looked a little damp, so clearly you were really into me. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about burlesque. Yeah. So we didn't talk about this last time. You know? No, I um, I was still. When was that? Was that that was two thousand ten? God, it's been like almost two years. Um, I had just started and did not know where I was going. I hadn't even had my first show the last time I was here. So. so did you hear the burlesque performer that? Not yet. I'm working through my backlog. So you haven't heard that? Oh, it's really, she's really good. She's really. I'm excited about it. She's though. good. She was talking about how. There are so many highly educated women who do burlesque. Mm-hmm. Have you found the, the same to be true amongst your mm-hmm. travels? Yes. Um, a lot of... It seems like there's a very... Com- there's a lot of very common threads, which is a lot of very educated in a variety of ways. It doesn't necessarily mean college, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of sort of nerdy, geeky... Because you... And you have to, because, like, geeks find a topic that they love and they research it. Yeah. And you have to be able to do research to be a good burlesque performer. Why is that? Because you're putting together a play in three minutes, basically. And so the details have to be exactly right and you have to know. And there's there's schools now, but there didn't used to be. And I'm really lucky because I went to a school and so I had a lot of help. Yeah. But um, there's just a lot of sort of tricks of the trade that you need to know to be able to do this well. Um, and I have great mentors, and they help me, but they're men, so they don't always know. Like, I had a G-string question once, and I just got blank stares. <laughs> what was uh, your G-string question? Um, <laughs> how to hide your tampon string when you have a G-string oh, on. Oh, wow. And they're like, are we going to ha- I don't know. Mm, just, like, so uncomfortable. And then one finally said, you know, I was a cheerleader in college, so I can help you. I, I remember having to do string check. <laughs> Thanks. String check. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I, I had a blooper, much like in my domination career, I've already had some bloopers. And I had a blooper where I was on stage doing something and I came off and someone came into the dressing room and said, you have a string. And I was wearing fishnets. Oh, thank you so much. Where is it? And I'm looking at my thighs and she's like, a little high, a little high, a little higher. And then, and then all of a sudden my face and my hair matched because I was like, no, <laughs> and all the guys in the dressing room just like on the ground. But that's not. I mean, that's not the end of the world. No, I mean, no one's gonna die from embarrassment. I. That's the great thing about having been a pro dom for so long is I have done so many stupid things in session that nothing that happens in burlesque is gonna kill we'll me. We'll have to do that list. The bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking with someone about that last night, and they were saying I should send David Lynch a list of my bloopers, and he should do a dominatrix comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, so, what, so what is it about burlesque that you, I mean... That I love? Yeah. I'm so obsessed with it, because I know you're not 
I, 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 I love Murray Hill. Well, who doesn't love so, Murray Hill? Well, if those people who don't know Murray Hill, Murray, if you're listening to this, I love you. If, if those people who who know Murray Hill, if you just Google Murray Hill, oh. Murray Hill is a, both a place in Manhattan, but it's also a person. And we went a couple months ago. Uh, I had family in town, and she really wanted. Is my sister-in-law? She really wanted to go, you know, something crazy New York or whatever like that. Right. And I thought, well, I can't show her my crazy New York. Yeah, but I can show her something. Kind of, so we went to a burlesque show in Murray Hill, and um, I watched, and I was watching burlesque, and I can I can see the appeal, right. an attractive woman, half clothed, right? But but uh, what is it about for you that you can go, oh my god, that's you know you, you get sort of Star Trekky about it. It's like it's it's, it's, it's your Star Trek. It seems like it, well, Buffy's my Star Trek. Oh, okay, but and we're gonna be precise, right, right. about it. Um, well, I have a performance background, so I've been performing since I. I started taking dance classes a year after I learned how to walk. Yeah. So um, it appeals to that part of me. And I was a really shy. I'm still shy. Um, like, I think I remember the first time we met and we I did not speak to you for like until you left. I was like, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> I had just sat in the corner. of You were at my our friend's mutual friend's studio. Right. But I'm really shy around new people. And so I just sort of made myself scarce because I was like, oh, it's a new person. And that makes me feel weird. I'm also I'm also pretty intimidating oh yeah that was totally it too I was like hey Marlboro man (laughs) um so I was really really shy I would read at recess instead of playing with the other kids yeah um but when I would get on stage it was so cliche but it was true like that was the one time I didn't feel scared so I kind of gave that up in college and um and pro domination became my creative outlet because it is creative just coming up with sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. Great, but I've always loved retro culture and uh, and sparkle, and I love the storytelling part of burlesque. I love the challenge of being clever because nudity is only a novelty for the first number, and if you're in a show, there's going to be ten numbers, so you better be clever. Because once people have seen three pairs of boobs, four pairs of boobs, yours are no longer enough to sell a number. That's not true. Well. For you, perhaps. I, I, for me, it's it, yeah. Well. They call it like I've heard people call it a titty coma. Like you've just seen so many boot pairs. Go to go to Miss Exotic World in Las Vegas and watch fifteen hours of burlesque, literally in three days. I guarantee you, your boobs will no longer be. In no, office. I'm not a boob guy. First of all, I should say I'm I'm a leg guy. For so for me, it's oh. not. I mean, all right. I, I'm well. like yes, they're lovely. They're lovely. They're nice. But I, I, I've never been the guy who's like, right. who's had the desire to motorboat anything in his life. I've never, you know what I mean? It's, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a thing. I don't right. have a thing like that for, for Brett. So, Fair. so for me, but I can, and that's not to say I don't appreciate a nice rack. A, sure. Or any size, whatever. Right. I don't care either way. I could care less either way. Right. So I should say I care equally. Right. I don't care. It's not, I could You're care less. equal opportunity appreciate. Yeah. It's awesome. It's all, it's all good. You are. Perhaps in the minority, I think. So I like the challenge of having to be innovative and creative. Um, And I like like the sex part, which that's a big debate in the community is, you know, are we only doing this because of the art? And then I was at a class and it seemed like that was the consensus is we're doing this for the art of it, man. And I felt like a complete freak in my head. And someone said, I don't care if they're turned on or not. And all I could think of was, I do. <laughs> like, I want someone 
or the whole audience to either want to fuck me. I mean, I'm not saying I want to fuck them back. Right. Or to want to go home and have sex with their sweetheart. Right. Um, so those are sort of, that's sort of the appeal for me. And I do, I mean, I like the costuming. I like the fantasy. I like the, the playing pretend aspect of it. Um, do you mind if we say what your name is? Yeah, I'm going to leave that out. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have an air of mystery, but I, I know. So, uh, Twitter question. Yeah. Please ask Mistress Crimson her emotions when causing pain. So now this is very open ended, obviously. Right. But so let's 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 say when everything is good. Mm-hmm. When when the person is very susceptible, when when they really are into pain, and I'll right. say, what's what are you feeling? Right. Well, I have a great example of that. Oh, okay. Because yesterday, I, um, I've i had actually a really great visit here in New York, and the people I've seen have been awesome. Like, I've just had... I've had a great time. I've been really happy. Um, but I was playing with someone yesterday who I've played with for eight years. I think about eight, seven or eight years. So we've done a lot of stuff. And it's always good, but yesterday was great. And I was single-tailing him... And it was, it's, which is always good, but it was just like everything was happening at the right moment and it was, my wrist was super warmed up and so it was just happening, like right. the magic was happening. And so I was very aware of what I was feeling because I felt like, almost like it was out of my body, which sounds really woo-woo, but it, and like really high, but in control, it wasn't, you know. You were in top space. Oops, sorry, your face got smacked. Right. Um, it was beyond that, though. I mean, top space normally, to me, feels like I'm just gonna... Like, I could shred you with my hands at any moment. This was past that point of anything. It just felt... And I've never really done drugs, so I don't know what that feels like. But I would imagine maybe that's what drugs feels yeah. like. Um, and then I was also just really, really, really turned on. Like, salivating, right. almost. Um so that's sort of what it feels like, I guess. A comment it's usually one or the other or both. But I'm generally if the person's into it, I'm probably pretty turned on. What is what happens afterwards? Is there any crash afterwards? Mm-hmm. What happens? Well The scene's been, over, he goes home or whatever. I mean Right. Um I'm normally really, really hungry. Yeah. Like hangry. Really. <laughs> hangry? <laughs> you know, if I don't have a snack Within a half hour, somebody's going to get punched right. in a non-consensual way. Right. Um, I did a great scene in Chicago before I came here, and all I wanted was a, not an actual cheeseburger, because I don't eat meat, but like all I wanted was a cheeseburger. I probably would have paid $50 really? for a cheeseburger at that moment. Wow. Um, I get really, really hungry, and sometimes I get a little sad. What is that? Is that just... I think I just get... It's such an intense intimacy... And then all of a sudden I'm alone. Yeah. And there's no one in the studio with me and I'm just cleaning. And the cleaning and the routine of like picking up the debris um, is sort of relaxing and kind of helps with that because it gives me something to focus on. And it's sort of, okay, well, magic land is over and I'm putting things back into real life. But I can get a little sad because I do get a little lonely. Like a little snuggle wouldn't, I'm not saying I want to snuggle after my session necessarily, but with someone, I mean, I normally go home and grab my cat. Right. <laughs> and well, what can a know. submissive do if they're in that situation, whether they're personal or 
client. Right. What can someone do to minimize top drop? Oh, I love that phrase. I've never heard that before. Really? Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I invented it. Did you? No. Oh. I totally would have. I'm very gullible. I totally would have believed you. Right. Um, no, like, Thomas Jefferson wrote that about That axe is so smart. <laughs> Uh, the Marlboro man just has this huge brain. I <laughs> Why do you tell me tomorrow? It's a joke. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I used not... to smoke Marlboro like crazy? I don't, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Something's right. bad for you. I don't have, I don't have a cowboy hat. I don't ride a horse. It's you used just to. A, it's just All right. I don't know. All right. Um, I, I don't know if there's a lot in professional scenes that can be done for that, other than if you had a good time, tell me. Right. It's not like I'm needy for attention, but... I like to be appreciated, and yeah. I like to feel like I didn't just do all of that just for myself. Yeah. Um, so if you had a good time, just ta- like tell me or send me an email. Yeah. Thanks. I had a great time. Um, in personal relationships, I'm I'm a snuggler. Yeah. <laughs> like. That's yeah. That's a given. Yeah. I just want to cuddle. Sure. Um, that's that's and that's pretty much it. and get me a snack. I mean, really, it's really not complicated. Like, here's a veggie cheeseburger, and some snuggles. And some snuggles. It's, I'm a, I'm a woman of classic and simple taste. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all I need. Well, it's. I mean, that's great. I mean, I think that's exactly what the person wanted when they tweeted that question. I'm I, sure. I think, I think that's what they wanted to know. Don't you think? I mean, that's what it, I think you answered in the spirit of the question that was asked. Oh well, good. I think. I, I think. I imagine. I hope. Well, as long as you're happy. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you talked about uh, you were thinking of compiling a list of bloopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this I, now, if you're not comfortable talking no. about all of them, I understand. Right. But maybe a few bloopers. A few key highlights. Of it, because here's why. I think there's a lot of dominance out there, male and female dominance, who feel very self-conscious. Right. If something goes wrong. Um, there's a lot of pressure in being a top, right? There's a lot of pressure in oh, that, yeah. right? And so I think that, the, you know, that it would benefit those people to know that, hey, listen, everyone's human. Everyone, even someone as experienced and... and masterful. The, masterful as, as Mr. Crimson has experienced... <laughs> Ma'am. Things like that. You know what I'm saying? So what are, what, can you share some? Yeah. No, and I think, I think you're exactly right. And I, I've been doing a lot of educating. Yeah. And I always bring this up in my workshops because that is the fear. Like, I gotta be totally on it all the time. I can't ever mess up because then I'm not a real and true dominant, you know? Um, the, the best one that I think, just because I think it's really funny. I will say that I have fallen off the bondage bed in various studios multiple times. Once I had fishnets on and I got caught on, like, the hook on the side of the bondage bed. So I was sort of hanging from it. And, uh... What is the... What do you say? Oops. Or I just laugh because it's a ridiculous... Right. It's ridiculous. And I think that is something else I always stress in my teaching is... It doesn't have to be, like... I mean, I don't necessarily need to giggle the whole time, but if something ridiculous happens, well, and it also helps. It. You just have to laugh, and it's. I think laughing together is really can be really intimate. I also think it helps that you're not, you're not in a character, right. so to speak. So that kind of probably helps. Yeah. As opposed to if someone is like their persona is Helga from the SS, and then she slips on a banana, it's a little more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then it's a Mel Brooks movie. Right, right. Then it's like. <laughs> so. 
I can see why if if they were in a character, it'd be real awkward. It'd be right? even more. But what, what? Give us another. Um. Okay, so I was doing. I was in a schoolgirl costume with no panties on, which that sounds like a penthouse letter. But I was gonna do a golden shower later, and panties just seemed pointless. Right. Like it's just gonna come off. Um. Penny scene or I may, might be the episode name. Or I may have forgotten on that right. day, too, which has happened to me before. So I had a guy hooked up to, like, a cross, and I was doing some ball kicking. And I was in these ridiculous shoes that I shouldn't have never... They are not They are not shoes to be active in. Right. But I thought they looked really good with this tiny little schoolgirl outfit. And uh, I kicked, and my feet came out from under me, and my, like... Full on pratfall, legs in the air, skirt up, nothing on underneath. <laughs> and he, I look up at him, and he's just looking at me with this face of like, but he's chained to this cross, so he can't help me up. <laughs> he just looks horrified. And I don't know if he was thinking, I, mean, I never saw him again, so I'm sure he's thinking this woman has no idea, or she's high, or she's <laughs> drunk. I'm just clumsy, really, when it comes down to it. Um, and so then he started to try and pull away from the cross, and I, of course, Laugh like laughter the minute I hit the floor. Yeah. I was laughing like an idiot because right. it's just which is good. I think I that's think. hilarious. Like that's comedy gold. Right, it's awesome. Um, my writer friends loved it. They're like, wait, what happened? Right. Um, I gotta put that in a skit. So then, so then he just got really upset and he looked like he was gonna start to cry. And he's like, I can't, I can't help you. And he's oh trying to like, like fight his way off the cross but he can't because he's in these like leather cuffs which just made me laugh even, even harder it was a ridiculous situation I did eventually crawl over because it hurt I was pretty sore sure like it wasn't a cozy experience and I managed to crawl over and punch him in the balls with my hand and I was like now we're even because I was in so much pain <laughs> but it was I mean it made me really sad there was no one else there to see it because it was so funny <laughs> so those I mean and falling off the bondage bed oh there was a moment I was in, like, a really serious scene, and I was with a, like, leg worship guy, and and we were on the bed, and it's, like, really, like, we're sweaty, and it's just really intense, and he's, like, huffing and puffing, and just, like, we're both so turned on, it's like a frenzy almost, and I have my calf, like, inches away from his mouth, and he is just, like, salivating, his eyes are huge, and I was like, you want it? Yeah. You want it? Yeah. How bad? How bad do you want it? And there's no good answer to these stupid questions that we all ask in session, right? Like, and he just looked at me and went, really fucking bad. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Right. And it was one of those moments of, oh, right. <laughs> that was a dumb question. Like, because there's no answer that he could give me that would even make, obviously, really bad. Right, yeah. You know? Right. Like, just, like let's, could you just put your leg in my mouth? Because we've been here. <laughs> and I completely lost it and just cracked up. I was like, oh, like, oh, okay. But he did tell me later that was the moment when he knew he wanted to keep seeing me. Right. That I was able to kind of... Bring that out of him. Well, and that I was able to just roll with it and laugh and I didn't get all haughty and like, wrong answer, slave. Smack. But there's some people who exactly wanted that. Right. That, I mean... Well, and I, thankfully... Wasn't his case. Yeah. We wouldn't have been a good fit because I wouldn't have known to do that. You say you've been doing a lot of education lately. Yeah. In what way? I teach for a store called Early to Bed. Um, or feminist sex toy store, and uh, I do workshops, and I do I like cup, I do private lessons with couples and individuals too. But I've been doing big classes, which is so fun, um, and I'm going to be doing more at a different space in May. I just found out it's like a, a space on the south side of the city called 
Meow University. Uh, I haven't been there yet, but I'm pretty excited. So Meow University. Yeah. Meow. That's hilarious. Um, and it's BDSM 101 and bondage classes and um, I did a women's intensive, so class only for women, which was great. And when you work with couples, yeah. what is the is it usually female dominant, usually male dominant? What do you if really mix. Yeah. It's a mix. I get all different combinations. And I'll take all different combinations. I don't I would not be comfortable with a couple where the man was so dominant that he was basically just renting the dungeon. And right. I was just there to observe. Because and you've said this, which makes me feel like so much less of a freak. So thank you. But I have a really hard time watching men top women in a very... Like, if it's a really intense scene, I can't watch it. Yeah. And I feel awful, especially because I switch. So I'm like... But I don't really switch to that extent. Right. And I know, like... I know all of the things that we know, right? Like, it's consensual and she's probably pretty happy, but I just can't do it. When you do work with couples, yeah. is there something that you find... I'm asking this question because Saad works with couples too, mm-hmm. and she's noticed that there's you know some some things that she's noticed among couples, and I'm curious if the same as you. Uh, do you notice like either they're trying to they're trying to do what they've seen in the porn movies, or and not really what's their own kink, or, or mm. one of them is trying to placate the other one is not really into it, or what is what's your usual experience with you? Yeah. I've had a little bit of that, but I try to weed that out in the screening as much as I can because I never, because normally it's the woman trying to placate the man Mm -hmm. and then I get mad at him. But usually, because... And there's some placating that's like, it's fine, but I hate it when it's so obvious that she just doesn't want to be there and she feels weird and she feels intimidated and not enough, which, God, I mean, he's, I'm not going to run away with your husband. Right. You know, that's... And he probably doesn't want to run away with me. He's there with you. But uh, so that makes me uncomfortable. But um, yeah, porn, porn, porn. Can we talk about porn for a minute? Okay. Porn is not real. Right. Which I think you just like porn is not real. Yeah. It's like me watching 27 Dresses and you're like, oh, that's what a real relationship is like. What's 27 Dresses? Some horrible romantic comedy. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's entertainment. Porn is entertainment. But people don't ever, especially if it's like amateur in quotes, like femdom porn. Right. It's still not real. It's a movie. Well, so there's one time, maybe I've talked about this in the past, but there's one time in particular when Sada was working with a couple. She specifically was working with uh, a woman who was recently got into a relationship with a guy who's submissive and she wanted advice. So she, on her own accord, went out and. That's great. You know, emailed Sada because she wanted the relationship to work, right? right? And so she she wanted to see a scene together, or not really do a scene together, but so I was teaching her a few things, and I was like the practice dummy or whatever, right? And so she saw a little bit of how we play. We didn't fuck in front of her or anything like that, but, you know, she saw some basic bonded sides or stuff like that. And she was, she was like, oh, wait a minute, because she, she had only watched porn to find out what it was like, right? Right. But when she saw, like, a loving couple doing it together... Or people who weren't... She saw that Saw did not have to act like Helga from the SS. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. She saw that, oh, I don't have to act differently. Oh, wait, I can actually ask what I want or whatever. Right. 
I think I think if you just weed out the women who are just placating, they're you know they're doing the dominant thing, but not really. I think you weeding them out and not, for lack of a better term, teaching them right. That might be. I mean, I think they could benefit from you showing them that look, it it, it what the guy usually wants, not always, is to just please the woman. If the guy right. is submissive, right? Whatever. I think I think they would be better for the big classes. But I like what I'm. What I meant by that is just like the women who don't want to be in a room with a professional dominatrix oh, okay. in a dungeon. Right. And I do, you know, offer consultations in coffee shops. We don't have to be in a dungeon. Right. But the women who are who are uncomfortable that they have now gone to a sex worker with their partner and feel like it. If there's like where they have like some jealousy issues no. or some insecurity. Not that they they're not like sponges and they want to learn or. Um, are uncomfortable with the idea of BDSM, but where they're uncomfortable with the sex worker They've part. they cross a line that they don't want to cross. Right, and so that's why the classes are so great. Or, like, I know I had people like that come to my women's intensive class where they're, like, you know, I'm dating someone, and they want these things, right. and I don't know how to do it. Right. And that's a great time for that dialogue of, it doesn't need to, it, it needs to be what you want it to be. Right. And nothing else. Yeah, but, I mean, you seem, okay, we were talking about, uh, you doing it your way right um it's very frank sinatra of me but isn't isn't it's been working for you right yeah i think so i i i learned that i just need to surround myself with people who don't care right um how i do it and to tune out and i think we were talking earlier about being manipulated into dominating someone oh, yeah. and that is a way that people have definitely tried to get me to manipulate to manipulate me into dominating them is to challenge how I do it. And does that work? Well, when I was 19, it sure did. But when you're... I mean, is it really that hard to manipulate a 19-year-old girl into doing something? When her... Especially in professional Speaking context. Speaking as someone who was 19, yes. When I was 19, I couldn't... Okay, but if you're a 55-year-old investment banker, is it really that hard to manipulate a 19-year-old girl into doing something? Okay, I'm, maybe I'm, to I'm think just of what it would be like to be an naive, but... I was very easily manipulated because I was so new to the scene yeah. that I didn't know. And and we're raised, women are raised to listen to men, unfortunately. I think that's how we're socialized. We're told to respect our elders, too. So when there's this old white man telling me, well, that's not really right. how this is done, I I was all too happy to be like, oh... Well, that doesn't feel good to me right. in terms of an approach, but if that's how it's done, and you've been doing this for a very long time, because you're very old, then... You're very, very, very old. You're such an old <laughs> man. Which is hilarious, because 55 now is like, I date somebody who's 55, <laughs> but at 19, I was like, how are you walking without <laughs> help? You know? Ooh. Um, and I was manipulated all the time. Because, so, but you know, uh, do you think it's possible someone can manipulate you now? I... I know that there's games that because the submissive men can can be the ultimate manipulator. I think. How? Don't how the whole thing is a game, right? And so if they know how to play the game, I'm trying to think of a good concrete example because I feel like I'm losing my case. But okay, okay. so I, I when I used to, well, I still have a blog, but when when I first started my blog, I found that. I was getting, every now and again, i get some women who would email me saying, I would totally top you. If you just come to San Antonio, right. we'll have a weekend or something, you know, whatever. And 
because it was pity. It was out of pity. It wasn't out of, oh, I really want to fuck you and whatever. Right. It was out of, it was like, it was out of pity. It was a pity, pity play, right? right? It was pity play. And I think, I think every now and again, I would get, I would experience pity play through the blog. And sometimes I would, but I wouldn't know it. It was pity play right. until like afterwards I'd be like, oh, that was pity play. That was, they really didn't want me. That was pity oh. play, you know? But so knowing that, I can understand how someone could manipulate if they made themselves sound really sad and desperate. Right. They can manipulate someone into doing what, whatever right. it is, right? Donate to their charity or whatever, you know, or get played with, right? Good Lord, that construction. Well, here, oh, here's a good example. All right. This actually never works with me because it's not how, I'm, how I operate. Right. But people who, submissives who do really assy things to get yelled at right. or to get hit. I only want to yell. Well, I don't ever yell, but I only want to hurt people who I like because to me it's a very intimate thing. So if yeah. I don't like you, the last thing I want to do is give you any of my erotic energy. I want you gone. But there are a lot of women who don't operate like that. And that's number one right. way of complete manipulation. Right. So you're not dating anyone right I'm now? I'm not. I'm not. It's really sad. Uh, but you're looking to date someone. I am, just like the last time I was here. So what? What are you looking for? You want it? I yeah. But you are you? Do you want a switch or do, would you? Prefer- I think I would like someone who can switch, and that's strange. And that's like the last. That it's been a couple years that I've been feeling a little switchy, but the mm. last year maybe I've gotten. And I want to be clear though that I'm not looking to be submissive. Right. I'm looking to bottom. Right. And those are if you don't know the difference, then we probably wouldn't be a good fit. But right. um, I think a switch would be good for me. I like service tops. I think that I'm a good fit with them because I don't have to work as hard. Well, but also you, because you want what you want. Yeah. Right. I want what I want when I want it. But sometimes what I want is to not be the top. Right. No. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like no. I, I've got I've got friends who are similar. They're, they're they they just feel like okay. They just need a caning right now or something. You know or right. whatever. They just want to experience X. And that X at that moment is may not be a submissive or it may not be a dominant thing. Right. right. And I think some of the things that I want. I think a switch would, like, I really like making breakfast for someone, and there are, I think there are some, mis- I've, met, I've met, I've dated people who found that so, like, they had to be the ones to do all of the everything because they're the submissive. Mm-hmm. You can't cook for me. That's not appropriate. Fuck you. Right, like, right. You know, all I want to do is put on some lingerie and make you French toast. I don't really feel like that's me asking for too much. <laughs> right. And and it's such a mind fuck of like, okay, there's a woman offering to put on fancy panties and cook you breakfast. Right. But because you're so submissive, I can't? Well, it's like there's some guys who what? they can't have sex unless the woman's on top. Right. I mean, that's just there's some guys who are like that, right? Right. I think they're called lazy. No, but there's some guys who think that if they're on top, I'm kidding, sexually, kidding. No, there's. I'm sure that's true too. Don't get me wrong. But no, but there's. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like, wait, I mean, sometimes you, what? You know? Yeah. Um. So they're pillow princesses. <laughs> yes. I'm sure that's exactly what they call themselves. Um. Yeah. So a switch would be good. I mean, I know. I know. The last time I was here, I talked a lot about bloodshed. I'm not as blood hungry as I was two years ago. My age has mellowed me. Um. 
but has it been two years since the last? Yeah, it was wow. May of 2010. We had just gotten into this apartment, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. And someone who's smart. I mean, the vanilla things are so important. Let's go through a checklist. Right. Smart. Liberal. Liberal. Or do you want beyond someone, liberal? But or or do you want someone who is smart in their conservatism that they no. can have a healthy de- no? I can't, and I know that that's judgmental of me, and I will own my judgment. So you want someone super liberal. Right. I think because being a queer identified woman, to be with someone who, and, and who has been poor at points and who has done work with the poor, like all of those things, I can't be with someone who doesn't right. support that. You, um, but you want to date a man or a woman? Doesn't matter? That is the least important part. Really? Yeah. Race and gender, I don't. Cute. I'm okay. shallow. I'm just going to say it. No, but you should you should want to jump the bones of the person you're with. Right. But my cute is different, I think, from other people's cute. Give me... Can you give us celebrities you find attractive? Jason Siegel. Oh, I think he's so handsome. And I've thought of that since Freaks and Geeks. Really? Yeah. He's tall. I don't know. He's just hot. Like, I can't... Okay. I think female. Give me a female. Rachel Maddow. Well, yeah, everyone loves Rachel, Rachel Maddow. Maddow. Who else? Um, I really liked the woman who played Shane on the L Word. She's a little skinny for me. I'm not into really skinny on women. Right. I, I I was with someone over the summer who was really skinny, and I was pretty sure I was gonna kill her. Why? Because I felt like I was gonna break her. Okay. She's so tiny, and I'm like not a huge person, but I got I have some strength to me, and I felt like. My hand was going to come out the other side. It's like, Let, let's, ah. let's talk about deal breakers. Yeah. What are some of the deal breakers? Obviously, other politically. Smoking. Smoking's a Which big I thing. hate that that's a deal breaker because I love creative people. And creative people tend to smoke. But I have asthma. Sure. <laughs> and I'm a neat freak. Okay. Um, slave. Like, if you identify really heavily as a slave, I can't. I, it's not even a deal breaker. It's just. I would make make that person miserable. Right. Because I just, I wouldn't be able to. Right. Um, age is sort of a deal breaker for me. I don't really want anyone a lot younger than me. And I'm so older is fine. Older is fine. What What is it about someone a lot younger than you? Um, I tend to sort of ruin them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you want someone already ruined? <laughs> yes, please be broken. Right, right. right. Uh, I have a white knight complex. Right, okay. Not really. Um, I'm I'm a complicated gal, okay. and I think younger people. And I know it's ageist, and I and I hear from younger people on Fat Life a lot, and I'm like, ah, oh, you're too young for me. Give me a chance. But you but, know that there's someone out there who is younger, who fits every criteria, and is an old soul. Let's say if, if it's a Saturday night, right? Or Saturday late afternoon. Okay. You get an email from someone, seems to fit everything except they're 26 or 24, right? You just oh, okay. 24 just feels so. You young. got nothing going on Saturday night anyway. Uh-huh. Your 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 friends. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying in this at this day. Uh huh. You don't have anything going. Just me on. and my cat. For some crazy reason, you're free on a Saturday. Okay. They email you. They say, Hey, would you like to blah 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 whatever? You want to meet up? You want to or they just want all right, converse. You're not doing anything that night anyway all right. because your schedule got. For some crazy reason. Are they going to ride over on a unicorn, too? I mean... No, I'm just saying. Maybe it's someone who you have witty banter with or something. Or better yet, when someone emails you on Fat Life, don't look at their age, right? Don't look at their age. Or if you do notice their age, it's like, oh, okay. I try and avoid... Look, actually, 
that's an interesting thing you mentioned. I try to avoid looking at their profile too much because I've realized with Fat Life that if I know so much about your sex life before we've met, I'm going to feel like kind of strange. Right. And it's so stupid because I use it for dating. And it's like this catch-22 of this is great because it's a pool of people I already have something in common with. But I feel weird that I know everything about your... But it's, your, a, it's a benefit, though, even though you know. But let's say if you don't read someone's right. profile and you're on a date and things get really hot and heavy with I Jason Segel. scan. And then all of a sudden, you, you, they say, oh, so you read my profile? And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're I, like, I here, did. put on this monkey mask. Right. They're like, I told you, I can only I can only dress up like, you know, Lee Atwater. <laughs> That's the only way. You have to call me Lee Atwater the whole... You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So the, That'd be awkward. That's what I'm saying. Right. I scan it, but I try it. You know, although here's some tips, kids. I don't want to see your junk. I don't want to see photos of your parts. I don't care if you're a girl or a guy. Right. I I would like that to be the but Kinder Egg surprise. There's some you people know? who, but see, this is where it is. Some people who want to see that, and right. so you can't you can't please everybody. So just ignore no. the junk pictures if they put a junk picture up. Is that what I have to do? You do. I don't respond to people if they have. Their but someone, if it's not their main profile photo. Am I just being photo, like a castrating bitch? No, no. Just not. No, I'm saying there are some people. Okay, if it's their main profile photo, I understand, right? But if it's someone who. There are people who are encouraged to put pictures of their junk on, on their profiles. But, you know. <laughs> because there are some. Believe right. it or not, there are some f- women and men who enjoy looking at junk, right? Sure. I'm not. And that's fine. I think the person I would be a good fit with, though, would be someone who's too shy to do that. But there's some people who just. They don't know, and they're they're trying to they're trying to meet their they're trying to be someone's Jason Siegel, right? right? Meet their lobster, right? They want to meet their lobster, and and they're trying to do whatever. I'm saying you're sure. you're, you're you are discounting people. It's also weird being a professional because you're in a whole different light. People right. think things that are not true. Like I'm just like what they think. Well, they either try so hard. That it's like Notting Hill. You've seen Notting Hill? Yeah. Probably. You have? Yeah, of course. Oh, I'm surprised. It's the same writers who did Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, okay. So I've seen, have you seen About a Boy? Oh my God. See? I love that movie. There you go. So, you know, I mean, not that I'm some big That was celebrity. my way of saying, fuck you, I've seen, <laughs> no. I'm fancy. <laughs> I'm a sensitive man That's of right. modern times. That's right. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm some big celebrity, but I have had people approach me with this like, I have to impress you because you're some professional dominatrix. Right. And it's like, I'm just a woman. Right. But it goes both ways, too, of, like, don't expect me to show up in head-to-toe leather. I don't even own head-to-toe leather, right. A. But, like, don't expect me to not be able to be a real person. Right. Like, give me give me some room. And don't email me. Email me like a regular person. Don't email me with... And then I would like this to happen to me. Yeah. And then, and can we have a gangbang where all your friends come over and they fuck me in the ass? And I get that from women, too. Right. So it's not just men. It's, you know, I don't want, your lead-in shouldn't be about your parts right. or us fucking. Right. Because we have a minute. Like, I don't, I, it takes a while to get me in bed. Right. So maybe you really like Scrabble. I really like Scrabble. Sure. Maybe you're also a vegetarian. Things, these things are the building blocks. Because when we're 90, probably not going to be having a gangbang for you. Let's let's do this. Right. Let me allow me to put this segment uh-huh. about you dating. Yeah. On the Massacast. Yeah. I believe that the status of or the the type of people who listen 
are, might be a little better than the average person who would just email you willy-nilly. Right. Or email you pictures of their willy-nilly <laughs> on FetLife. <laughs> so you, you do it this way. There might That was not that funny. <laughs> okay. I had this image of like, have you ever seen the postcard of the David with the sunglasses on? It's like the dick with the... No, I have never seen you have to send me. You have to send me a. So there might be someone listening who either knows someone who would be perfect for right. you. Maybe they know Jason Siegel. Maybe whatever. Okay, settle down. I actually know someone who knows Jason. Don't Siegel, put so, so much pressure on Jason because what's going to happen is someone who thinks they're perfect for you is going to be like, but I don't look like Jason Siegel. You don't need to. You could look like Rachel Maddow or Spike from Buffy. Right. That's kind of you're still pretty. It's all. I'm all over the map. Right. Will you accept that someone emails you? Uh huh. Maybe if they've heard this. Right. And even if someone hasn't heard this, if someone emails you, you're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, that even to be friends. I think trying to just go out and pursue more friends is the key. This is the key. Don't discount everybody. I won't discount everyone, but I am going to be discerning. All right. Yeah, you should. You should. You should. You know. But I'm saying... I'm if- sort of a catch. I know that sounds assholey, but I've worked to be a catch. I didn't used to be at all. I was a mess. Right. I'm saying... But I've put in the work, so I want someone who's put in the work as well. Right. You seem you seem a little stressed over this. I'm not stressed. No. But when where else do you get this access to this? Are those gunshots? No, that's someone's someone's hammering or something. Like that. I almost said banging. We are in New York. Right. Um. I'm not stressed about it. Actually, I really like being single for a lot of reasons. But I feel like I have access to a lot of people through this. Not to not to be the manipulator. No. But. I do have a lot of, and, and, and meeting people in a vanilla setting is terrifying to me because I know eventually I have to drop the bomb. Yeah. I have to drop the D-bomb. Yeah. And it always goes poorly. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I was dating someone over the summer. This maybe it's oversharing, but people do that on your show, so it's fine. And, and I finally worked up the courage to tell him. And we were in bed, but we weren't doing anything. We were just laying there together. And I said, I have to tell you something. Because I feel like I really like you, and I think you really like me, and it's time. You need to know this so that you can choose if you want to continue this or not. Right. Because I would want to know that. And I told him, and he said, well, what does that mean? And I sort of explained it, and he said, I have to go. Oh. And he said, I'm not going because you just told me that, but I don't want to sleep here tonight. And I said, oh, God. Oh, like, that's geez. like the worst reaction right. you can get of... I can't even sleep in this bed right now. That's horrible. Um, it always... That's not your fault. That's his own hangout. Right. But so... This it underscores a... the, the difficulty of doing what you do for a living. Uh, and Or just being a kinky person. Right. Because it's... But it's good that... They... I will eventually retire and I'll still be a kinky person. Right. But it's good that you found this out in that point right. of the relationship rather than, you know... Sure. But the masochist eliminates a lot of the right. drama around that. You're doing a service. I'm listen. I'm more than happy. I'm more than happy. So all the lonely hearts out there, right? You're like you Delilah. Do you consider yourself Polly? No. I would. I would date someone who is Polly, in terms of they already have a primary partner, and I would be. I would date them, but I am very comfortable with monogamy, and I'm really. It makes me really happy. Right. Are you looking for some monogamish relationship, as Dan Savage would say? Are you? Sure, I would be open to that. Right. Um, my kind of thing is that I want to be in the room. Right. Like, if you're fucking someone else, I would like to be there. Um, I'm not really into unless you're already unless you already have a primary partner and I'm coming on board. Right. Which, like, go fuck your primary partner. I don't need to be there for right. that. But if it was started off just the two of us, 
it would need to proceed with that. But and I don't, I don't have any. It it's actually taken me a long time to sort of come out as monogamous because I feel like it's not the most beloved trait. So, oh, I don't. I'm monogamous. I don't know. <laughs> I know, and actually, that makes me. You and Saad helped me feel less weird. That's good. Because at least in the queer community, yeah. Oh, you say you're monogamous, and people look at you like you have three heads. Sorry, you know, for being monogamous, but it's just something I'm good at. What do you want the subject line to be of the the email? Something like your Massacast interview. No, keep in mind there might be someone who's emailing you right now, who's not even at this point. I'm gonna look at my BlackBerry. Do I have any? No, no. I'm saying someone who's emailing you before they got to the point of of knowing what the subject line is. Um, I did edit my FetLife profile last night, so maybe they sent me a FetLife message. There you go. Um, something that makes them stand out. I don't want it to be uniform. But do, but do you want them to say, hey, listen, I heard your message. Yeah, interview. that's great. I'm that really be... nervous. However, I might not be exactly what you're looking for, but whatever. Right. All right. And Mr. Siegel's people can get in touch with me. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is good. I feel like it's productive. Yes. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm glad <laughs> you did. Thanks for having me. Yay. Yay. Thank you again to friend of the show, Mrs. Crimson. You know, you can you can email her. All of her contact details on her website are, are on the massacast.com. Uh, but or if you would like me to be a proxy, you can go and shoot me an email, massacast at gmail.com, and I can forward it on to her so that you can, uh, you know, you know, if you want to ask me for advice too on on how to ask her out, that's that's fine. I know her. I, I can't say that I'm, you know, the Mrs. Crimson Whisperer, but I, I might be able to offer some advice. Thank you again for listening for another episode, a whole hour. Talk to you in another couple weeks. Bye-bye.